0: I haven't gotten a little raw with you in in a while. And if you've been listening to me, I mean, by now you probably know my story. And if you don't, by the way, I'm really excited to share that I just did a TEDx talk that you can now listen to on YouTube. You just search Seltzer TEDx and it should pop up. And I kind of go into more of my story in depth of how I transformed myself and my life after divorce. You know, I suddenly found myself a just a single mom, not ever thinking that that would be me trying to uncover who I was again, separate from my husband. And I was catapulted back into this thing called dating, which was super weird for me. I remember. And I had this closet full of oversized black mommy tops and a bunch of nursing bras. It wasn't nursing any longer, by the way, and a neutral colored flip flops. Sexy, right? Um, (laughs) It was not a very appealing image. And I call it my black period because literally when you looked in my closet, all you saw were black clothes, maybe a splash of beige. But, you know, you get the picture. I was kind of hiding from those alien men out there. And really, more importantly, besides the men. I wasn't feeling attractive and I didn't know how to give the signals that I was even interested in men. And the last date I remembered having was going to a toga party (laughs) in my, in a fraternity party. And, you know, when I was in college and that was like where my first boyfriend was, in other words, I never really formally dated. I I don't know if I've ever really disclosed that here. And I want to say that the experience that I had around men was like, Really, in college, which is such a different experience. And I didn't know if I would ever get my groove back after divorce or even feel sexy, charming, or dateable. And this is where my journey began. And it's why I'm so passionate about doing what I do, helping both men and women to discover who they are and gain that confidence and attract love. You know, when the person who you were most vulnerable with right like and it could be in a marriage it could be in a long term relationship breaks your heart or hurts you it's really easy to feel inadequate and worthless even if you have a laundry list of reasons why you should feel good that you're an amazing person maybe you are the most confident person there are but when you're blindsided by you know whatever it is that this person had has done It can shoot the most confident person down. And when it comes to love, your rational mind isn't running the show. Instead, breakups often make you think the worst things about yourself. Confidence is the number one element both men and women find attractive in each other, right? Like When you think about attraction... I mean, the visual aspect, of course, is important. But when you see someone walk in the room with that charisma and confidence, that that is super powerful. And when you feel confident, you attract love and opportunity in your life. And You know, feeling secure, though, when it comes to dating after divorce, it's easier said than done. And one of the problems is that your identity has been linked with your spouse or your partner for so long that you forget who you are separate from that person. And despite the challenges, if you feel good about yourself and know what you want, finding love and dating can be easy. But getting back out there takes time. And there are things you can do to get started and regain some of those dating skills and maybe skills that you never had, like me, that have been dormant or were never learned. So with me on the line today is a woman who is about to get a little vulnerable and talk about her situation. She is trying to find herself, again, after divorce, like I did, and regain her confidence to learn how to actually date. She doesn't have any dating experience, so this is all new to her. And she's struggling knowing where to start and feels alone in the process. I hope I can lift her up with a plan of action and a renewed sense of herself. Teresa, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello there, darling. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. And well, you know, I just revealed my story. Even when I think we had one conversation, but I, I think that's why... I was so passionate about having you on and, and helping you because I so know where you're at. And I would, I'd love for you to just kind of share maybe a little bit about you and, you know, how old you are, where you come from and, and what's been going on in, in your dating life or lack thereof right now.
1: Lack thereof is probably the biggest right? statement. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember um, that. But thank you for having me. And um, I am, I'll be 52 which is a scary number in January.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I was married for 22 years. Um, -hmm. by the time my divorce was final. So I've been divorced for four, three years, um, and have two teenage boys. So my, for the most part, my life has been taken up with, um, you know, their activities and things and dealing with healing from the divorce. And now I'm to the point where I feel like I want some adult companionship and um, someone to spend some time with. And I'm not really sure how to do that.
0: Got it. So tell me a little bit more about, I mean, that's a long time being married, 22 (laughs) years. And, and that, also means that there's more healing time as well. Cause you know, that there's a lot to unpack there. I know you had indicated that it was, it was kind of a hard one too. like, you want to talk a little bit about that and
1: what happened? Um, in hindsight, I believe that my ex is a narcissist. Um, but you know, when you're going through that, you don't realize that you're just really trying to make things work. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's hard to do (laughs) one-sided. Uh, So, um,
2: it ended on, sorry, a betrayal,
1: an affair that was probably the sixth or seventh that I was aware of after the fact. Mm. Um, so there was the healing from that. And, um, I'm still dealing with some of the custody issues, even three years after the fact. So some of this is still a little raw.
0: Yeah. And I hear it as you're talking about it. What's, what's, no, don't apologize at all. I, I, and I know that you listening are relating so much right
1: now. We live in the same town Mm -hmm. and he has remarried already, which, you know, good for them. I'm happy for them. I don't wish them any ill will, but there's still issues. Like I said, from a custody standpoint and issues with my children that I'm dealing with. So Mm -hmm trying to figure out who I am now and how to move forward in a dating world (laughs) when I haven't dated for 25 years. And, you know, I work from home for the most part. When I do go to the office, it's an office full of women. I don't have a lot of single friends because all of my friends for the last however long have been, you know, couples friends or friends I met through my, Kids' activities. So most of them are married or in a different stage of life because I'm an older mom compared to the people who have children
2: mm-hmm. my my kids' age as well. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why it's been so hard too. I mean, just that sense of feeling a little bit alone and dealing with all these issues with your ex and your kids. I mean, that yes. just adds another layer, right? Absolutely. It's, um you know, I was wondering, and I don't think we we talked about this, that, you know, like before you got married, did, did you have much dating experience? Tell me more
1: about what happened before. Um, before I got, I was 27 when I got married. Mm-hmm. So I had some dating experience. Um, I was with the same person through most of my high school career um, or high school time frame. Um, He was younger than I was. So when I went to college, things sort of fizzled out. Um, I dated a few people off and on through college um, and then joined the military Um, and dated casually. I didn't have any, like, really, I would say, serious relationships. Um, Mm. I would have, there were probably a couple in between there that people that I really cared about, but nobody that I saw being long-term relationships until I met my husband.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and, and what do you think kind of delayed things in the dating department? Like, tell me a little bit more about like your upbringing and
1: Um, family. I grew up in a small town in central Illinois. Um, -hmm my mom and dad were married, but in hindsight probably should have divorced long before they did when I was in my early thirties. Um, they were not good communicators at all. Um, and so I think, well, and I guess part of the reason that it was, that I didn't have many, I guess, serious relationships was one, you know, being in the military and moving around. Um, and two, I was told by a lot of people that I was friends with that I was very intimidating because I was a confident person. I was very type A saying what I thought when I thought it, and that was intimidating to a lot of people, I guess. <laughs> wasn't my intention to be that way or to be intimidating. It was just who I was,
0: yeah, well, and this is really thank you for sharing that because, you know, it's like. It's easy to, you know, look at the things that you're dealing with now, you know, with your ex and moving forward, but I always say our past is connected to the future and the choices we make and the patterns that get created and it's interesting just to kind of see where everything began, right? And you know, that that's that also is interesting just what was modeled for you was were parents who didn't really communicate with that being said did they also like fight a lot as well or was it just more like they just weren't talking
1: um there were fights but I don't know that I would characterize it as a lot my dad was not a big talker Mm. um my mom is the type of person who can talk to anybody so I think he was threatened by that because he's very a very introverted person and not very social. And I think he was threatened by the fact that my mom could talk to anybody and saw the potential for extramarital things just by her being friendly
2: with everyone. Oh. But that's just her personality.
0: Right. Cause I wondered like, have you ever thought about how, what, like what you saw in your parents affected your dating life?
1: Um, I think it did to a certain extent. Um just because I think when when things were easy with people that I dated, I didn't see it as a challenge and felt like I might be able to just run ramshot over those people. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. That's
0: maybe the feedback of intimidation.
1: Yes. And Uh so I
2: felt like I didn't want to
1: hurt those people or be, I saw the potential to be the controlling factor in the relationship. And that wasn't what I was looking for because that's what I had in my day-to-day life in the military. I wanted to be able to be with someone where I wasn't the one who had to be in charge all the time.
0: Yeah. yeah ex- okay. I think you're on to yourself a little bit here <laughs> because as we're unraveling and I, cause I think it's all connected. And I, my guess was, is if nobody was communicating, like, and, and also like, where did that leave you with your
2: expression of your feelings?
1: Oh, very much bottling things up and just
2: dealing with them on my own. Mm. Yeah. So
0: you know, fast forward and then you're in the military, you know, having kind of that, that sense of control, it was, it's almost as if like what you wanted, you also feared and you didn't know how to get it. So you relied on just, you know, kind of that role that you were saying, you know, just yes. being, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, And then in, in that sense, do you feel like you kept people a little bit
1: like, distant oh most definitely Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah I would say the friends I have now I have a handful of friends that I've been friends with for pretty much my entire life Mm -hmm. but I would say up until the last probably seven or eight years um most of my friends were very superficial just because I didn't allow them to get close or myself to be vulnerable
0: I want to ask a kind of like a simple, weird question. What's yeah. scary about getting close with people for you? One would be, I didn't expect this to be so emotional, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we roll. This is how we have breakthroughs. and this Break is- <laughs> out the box of
2: Kleenexes. Um, oh, thank you for being vulnerable.
1: I would say that... Fear of rejection, obviously, mm-hmm. and in that rejection, fear of being hurt and not
2: accepted mm-hmm. for who I am. And you see how
0: also be- with that fear, you beca- you like have protected yourself, right, from, from <laughs> yes. all of that. Yeah.
2: Yep. Lots of walls. Mm-hmm.
0: How do you feel like the walls have played out? Like- and, and even like recently,
1: um, I think that I'm definitely lowering them because I'm becoming mm-hmm. more comfortable with who I am with age. Um, mm-hmm. if you like me, great. If you don't like me, then that's your loss. <laughs> right. Right. Good. Um, mm-hmm. But the, that, that, insecurity still creeps its way in and I feel like those insecurities are things that came from my relationship with my ex as opposed to because I didn't have those same insecurities before he and I got together I think that was just a breaking down in that relationship with me you know trying to do everything I could because I felt like if I tried harder then things would be able to be better
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: If I did more, if I tried harder, if I cared enough, but again, you know, hindsight is 2020 20, and one person can't care enough for the relationship to work alone.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and do you feel like with that dynamic, and then this is so true with narcissists too, <clears throat> that you put like all your effort, all your care and focus on him rather than kind of showing up for you and expressing your needs.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's honestly what ended the relationship. When I got to the point where I started expressing those needs and setting those boundaries, then I was no longer that supply for him. So he had to look elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, with narcissists, it's it's an empty pit anyway. You yes. know, like you could have been a dancing monkey and done all these things, right? <laughs> you know, with with your tutu on and coconuts (laughs) on your boobs. And he still, something
1: else would have happened, you know? And so he would have found another reason eventually.
0: So yeah, yeah. It's his loss. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. It is his loss. And that's where we're kind of like left with now. It's like, like, congrats that you kind of got rid of that, you know, dynamic and part of your life. And now it's like, how do you, rebuild yourself. And it sounds like Teresa, you know, even just like listening to some of your story, you never really like focused on you and who you are as a feminine, sexy woman.
1: Mm, Probably not. Probably the for the most part, if I did, it was during college before I joined the military. And then it became, you know, Mm -hmm. hair up under a hat, no longer need to wear makeup. (laughs) And that Uh just sort of
0: became the habit. Right. And that became black like black and gray, not beige. <laughs> you had the mil see, you're, you're having the military uniform on that's kind of keeping you safe from, you know, these uh, these men. Right. Like think yes. of it. It's almost a metaphor to how you're kind of like Perceiving this bat, this dating battlefield, right? Like you have your mm. camouflage on, your, your, <laughs> you got your armor on. You're like, I'm not going to get close to any of you, dude. That's so, right. Like, yeah. So, you know, not to make light of it, I know it's that this has been a really um, long road, and I hear the pain, but I also want you to see the light you know, through this. And with that, you know, it's an opportunity to reinvent yourself in a whole new way. And now that you're getting stronger and starting to ask for what you need and set those boundaries, who you can attract by just learning how to, how to date and have fun with everyone and really coming into your sexy confidence.
2: That sounds wonderful. Doesn't it? (laughs) It does. Yeah. up for that. (laughs) <laughs> no, okay.
0: Well, let's like, let's talk about that. Cause, and, and just like my journey, you heard me talk in the beginning, like, I, you know, the dating that you did in college and, and early twenties, I mean, you know, it's so different than like a true courtship and learning how to date. And especially in this era, you know, mm-hmm. now that we're in the 2022 era, depending on when you're listening to this. um, So, yeah. I'm interested in what you said though, that there was a time long time ago before the military that you were in somewhat of your sexy confidence. Talk to me more about that. Like what was going on with her? Cause she's in there somewhere.
1: Um, I think that there was a group of friends that we would, you know, get together and go out on weekends and, just to do, I mean, go dancing. And obviously we were in college, so we would partake in adult beverages. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Um, so not that I did that. I generally was always the designated driver, but anyway, whether it was my night to be or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, it was easier to let go and have a good time because I didn't have
2: all the other weight on me. What's heavy emotionally and figuratively and literally.
0: Okay. That's really important. What is the heavy, like talk to me about that weight right now. What feels really heavy?
2: Just trying to balance it all. Mm -hmm. Okay. And figuring out who I am again after No longer
1: being the wife and my kids are getting to an age where, you know, they don't need mom as much, which is good and bad. Mm -hmm.
2: And I guess just being comfortable trying to figure out who I am and being comfortable in that, whoever that is now.
0: Oh my gosh, completely. And when you say balance, so I'm hearing it's, it's the balancing of the parental, responsibilities. Obviously you have that, although it's getting different now that the kids are older. Um, what else are you balancing?
1: Um, a full-time job, a Mm part-time business, trying to get my house in order because we had moved not long before the divorce and I still have years of things in boxes because it was all just left to me to deal with.
2: Um, Mm. which by the way also is
0: part of the clutter and overwhelm you know I I truly believe that I mean I see this you know like when I go into closets when things are cluttered and all over the place and disorganized you feel disorganized and overwhelmed right and so that okay so that that's a big part of the picture anything else
1: um I mean, there's the financial aspect of things, not having to do everything on solely my shoulders.
0: Okay. You're not getting any support with that? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a big one too. Okay. Okay. Well, let's work with that because, you know, it's so hard when there's all these things swirling in your head, just like how you're looking at all the clutter in your house. There's the clutter that's going on in your mind. And and it's overwhelming. It mm-hmm. really can be overwhelming. And then what happens is the overwhelm just causes you to shut down because it's like, well, how do I have the energy to like put on something sexy and go flirt with a guy when I am a mess? Right. Like it's, it's hard. <laughs> and I'm right. Is that kind yep. of yeah? Like I, that... I totally get it. And so I want to first off say just like be gentle on yourself. Like you're coming, like, Teresa, you are coming out of a war right now. Like you just got out of the war. And, you know, like any kind of war or turmoil, it takes time to rebuild. Like you can't just rebuild a city that has gone through a war. You have to do one brick at a time. And so I think, you know, let's just like extract and give you some like actionable things that you can do that will empower you, that'll build your confidence, but start small Uh because the worst thing that anyone could tell you right now, and I don't know if your friends and family are doing this. Oh, Teresa, you should just get back out there and date. Like what's, you know, come on, just get online. Just go for it. Like, I don't know if you hear that.
1: No, I don't actually. Um, I think my family knows that with everything else I have going on, throwing that into the mix right now even though it'd be a welcome distraction, may not be.
0: <laughs> well, and like, you know. when hear me out, I'm not, I, and no, men are going to be in the mix of my plan, just so you know, FYI. Yes. Yes. However, with that being said, like, I think the word dating, and I've talked about this before, it it is really overwhelming. It's like, I think people define it as something very like, okay, now I'm going to date, you know, like there's this big time element and now you're going to set your intention and go on like, just get rid of all that. Like, I, I think where you're at is the brick, you know, and let's just Mm -hmm. extract some of the bricks to start building your house. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Cause it, it, you're right. Like you are completely in this reinvention stage of like, who am I? And until you get clarity on who you are, how is a guy going to
2: that's
0: very true. So, and I, I do believe, and I hope that this builds excitement. So the first thing is I always say, let's get back to basics. That's why I was really interested in what worked before all the war happened. And what I'm hearing is this once upon a time in a land far, far away, you were frolicking (laughs) around with friends and partying and, you know, dancing and you just were having a good time and you were like letting go. So yes. I'm just wondering if we can come up with one thing, just one thing that would simulate that feeling. So I heard dance. Uh huh. So you like to dance? I do. Okay. What kind of dancing?
1: I like all kinds of dancing. Okay. Salsa dancing, I like. I mean, just you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, have you ever country in... line dancing? Okay. Regular... Have you looked
0: into any classes that are happening in your area?
1: Um. No, I have not. Well, that's not true. I did look into some country line dancing things that happen at a bar that I would like to go to at some point.
2: Okay. <laughs> but beyond
1: so... that, no.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so you have a piece of paper. I do. Okay. So I want you to commit to finding one thing it could be the country dancing it could be like a salsa dancing i want you to start researching and put on the calendar for the next month that you're going to attend one dance event i'm not asking you to commit to like a full blown class but my hopes is that it'll inspire you again to maybe mm-hmm. like take a class and 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 by the way if you find a class more power to you like that'd be another like awesome next step but what i like about the dance and this is kind of a a prescription I (laughs) I give all my clients is I love salsa dancing because it it allows you to exactly do what you said. And that is to let go and allow a man to lead. And so that you can receive that energy. You need to be in an energy of receiving right now because all you're doing is giving, 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 and it's exhausting. Okay. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. Yeah. With, with no other intention, but to just let go and dance. And if worse comes to worse and you can't find a place, even just like turning on Zumba on YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. or a salsa dancing lesson and just commit to like one thing this month. Okay. So that's the first okay. thing. And that's part of getting back to basics. And if there's any other things that you kind of think about, um, that like makes you tick, I, I would encourage you to just start exploring because, Part of the rebuild is tapping into things that make you tick and like getting some hobbies and activities going, too,
1: yes. I have actually put together the list of the things that I used to enjoy doing that I basically gave up in my married life.
0: Um, oh my God, I love that.
1: and have looked at a couple of volunteer opportunities in the area to deal with um like rescue horses and things like that because that was a big part of
2: what brought me joy prior to I love that one
0: thing that I I want to also just have you be aware of though is that when you look at your list how much of your list is you like giving which Mm -hmm. is totally cool because you're a giver and that's where your confidence is and you're good at it but I also want it mixed in with things that are kind of like Selfish, almost as I would say, like where you're working on something that's just all about you. That's what you need right now. You need something that's all about you and not really like giving to anybody else to counter that, and also tapping into your feminine energy. That's why I love the salsa dancing because I think it, it'll it'll cover a lot of those things. Okay, right and mm-hmm. and anything that can get you into your body and out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> What are you laughing oh about? Did I strike a chord?
1: Most definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause like, you know, and, and this is just from our other call. I remember you saying that it's hard to flirt, you know, and I, yeah. I want you getting into just a body movement, body language that opens you up with mm-hmm. that. Okay. And so this is going to be your second assignment after you like commit to a hobby that starts building your interest and, and your confidence and feminine energy. I want you, like, for the rest of, maybe just, like, for two weeks, to just look at men as you're out and about and smile at them. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. I, I don't want, I, I mean, if they ask you out, I'm not going to say, no, don't do it. Like, <laughs> right? Yes. And just notice what ha- what happens when you you make eye contact and smile. Like, check in with yourself. Like, how are you feeling when that happens? Okay. You know, are you receiving it? If he looks back at you, are you looking away or do you embrace it? And just start taking inventory of, of that energy between you and a man. Okay. Okay. All right. Then um, the, the, that, those are like just two easy things that you can do, but let's take care of some of the, the balancing act and the overwhelm. What yeah. I would do is all the things that you just came up with, that are overwhelming you, you know, the job, your own business, getting the house in order, the finances, that kind of thing. I would like either make a chart, like you could do like a wheel and you can divide it in like a piece of pie, or you could put a piece of paper up and make columns of all those different categories. And I just want you to pick one thing that you can do in each of those areas that you can manage each week. Okay. Okay. And I think that'll like by compartmentalizing that, it'll really be really helpful. Like with clients, a lot of times what I do is have them chart out their calendar because a lot of you know, you may think, oh, I don't have time for it, but then, you know <laughs> often I, I see people schedule. I'm like, well, the fact that you're watching Netflix and going on social media for two hours, I think we could somehow carve out some time because a lot of it is just numbing out that you might find yourself doing. And even taking mm-hmm. a look at your schedule, like where can you put some energy around yourself here? Mm-hmm. Um and I would save the icky stuff like finances, clutter, you know, stuff like that. Pick maybe one day to to just knock that out so it's out of your head. Like, okay, Sunday is cleanup day. Clean up my finances, clean up the clutter. Mm-hmm. And schedule it. That's the name of the game. If you don't put it on the calendar, it's just it sits in your brain and then you don't do it. But then you'll feel really good and productive when it's on the calendar. And then you can, like, set it and forget it. Okay. Okay. Um, And then finally, let's talk about those alien men. Okay. Besides, besides, (laughs) yeah, because I want you just getting comfortable with the species. Like it's not even about, you know, the dating part. Uh Um, Before hopping on, you told me that you have an opportunity with a guy. You want to talk about that for a sec?
1: Um, A friend of a friend was, well, one of my best friends um, had been thinking about hooking the two of us up or putting us together um, because he's in a similar situation where he's just finished a divorce a couple years ago and is kind of getting to the point where he's comfortable getting back out there, I guess. And so um, I had mentioned to her that I was trying to figure out how to do that as well. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, I'm going to give him your name and number. And um, so he and I have been texting for, a little bit, I guess it's been around the month, maybe a little bit longer. And um I actually asked him if he wanted to get together for dinner um or something. And um he was not able to when I asked him, but we're gonna plan it for some other time. So
0: Yay! I love that. <laughs> and how are you feeling about it?
1: Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it because it wasn't nearly as stressful as I guess I had, you know, worked it up to be in my head. Mm -hmm. um and uh, like I said as I've gotten older I've kind of gotten a thicker skin with you know you either like me for who I am or you don't and if you don't then it was nice spending time with you and I can move on without without letting that be a judgment on me
0: yes Yes. Oh my God. That's so awesome. And you know, this guy could be like a guinea pig for you in a social experiment for yourself yes. and, and how you can, right. Like just to kind of get over this fear a little mm-hmm. bit of, of the rejection piece and and all that, and really come from a place of empowerment and like, I'm going to show up looking hot, 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 and sexy. And like, and this was the like other thing that I was going to have you do is start building your wardrobe that shows your figure that, you know, like is different from your mommy and your work clothes, get out of the sweats, you know, and, and maybe just buy like one dress or something, even Mm -hmm. for the occasion of going out with him. And then whatever that dress is, then practice going out and about in the dress and see what people are noticing you. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like if you just start small in these like little areas and then just notice how that starts building your confidence.
2: Okay. How does that sound? That sounds good.
0: Okay. Um, also note to yourself that good is not a feeling because you've, you've been saying that for a little bit. I said, <laughs> how do you feel? You're like good because X, Y, and Z, or how does that sound? Good. Said, Tell <laughs> me more. So when I'm saying these things, see, this is part of your journey. It's almost meta to what we're talking about. This, I want you practicing actually expressing a feeling word so people really feel you.
2: Okay.
1: So how do I feel about this? I feel that
2: it is manageable. It is doable without like
1: really adding to the overwhelm. And I feel like it will be a good step in the right direction.
2: Okay. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm saying this with like tender, loving care. And actually it's good that I'm hearing this. Cause that means it's something that you can work on. What you did right now mm-hmm. is that you, you described it. So you, you were describing an action. It is manageable.
2: It is doable. I still don't know how you feel. Um, then maybe I don't either. Yeah, see, this is the, this is exactly the kind of thing that
0: would be so cool for you to like, you know, just kind of learn, you know, um, well, let me ask you this. When you were crying before and we were talking about that fear of rejection, Mm -hmm. how did you feel then?
2: Very vulnerable. Uh Uh-huh. Was there, was, was it sad? Um, yeah. Yeah. Sad,
0: vulnerable, right? Like that, that's the feeling. And now like, let's move to the other side. I'm giving you some actions to do. Um, And some of them may be scary. I'm not saying it's all positive, but just, you know, after we had a little talk about what to do now, how, how does, how does that feel now? Try to pull in and, and access that.
2: Um, hopeful.
0: There you go. Optimistic. Oh my God, Teresa so much better. No, my God. Okay, no, literally, that switch from you saying, "Kimmy, I feel hopeful, I feel optimistic," now I get it. Now I feel you. But when you say, "Okay, that sounds good. Okay, it's manageable," <laughs> do you hear the difference?
2: Yes, I do
0: what the first version keeps people at a distance that's what that's the old Teresa that you're going to be working now the the new version is this it was the second thing that you just did yeah. I'm optimistic I'm hopeful maybe a little scared too yeah probably yeah I mean, you know most people feel many feelings at once you know like that's what makes us human it's not just one thing and as you do that, being vulnerable and allowing people to really feel you, you're also tapping
2: into the receiving part of you and the the feminine part of you. That sounds really nice. <laughs> and I'm I'm really excited for you.
0: Like this, I want you to feel like there's a whole new world ahead of you, you know? And I, it, my my hope for you is to just get out of the, the camouflage uniform, right? <laughs> like just come a little, a little lipstick, yeah, a little lipstick, some earrings that sparkle, you know. Yep. Put down the animation, you know, and just start walking around the world and smile. All right. And then with that, you know, the final thing that I'll say is that. All, all of this hopefully will work towards building your social life too. I mean, I think that would, would really help. That sense of feeling alone is awful. I've been there, so been there. And the more you keep talking to friends and family, just like, yeah, seek out also female friends as well, mm-hmm. you know, and the activities that you'll do, hopefully you'll meet other fabulous women or singles, you know, in those activities yes. and it'll all kind of work together. I promise. But just start with the bricks.
2: Already, I have my marching orders.
0: Yes, that I am. Uh, right. <laughs> Wait, what, what, am I your captain? What, what are they called? No. What am
1: I? Um, you're a
0: coach. Oh, I'm just a coach. Okay. <laughs> good. Cause I don't want to, I never, never wanted to be in the military. I don't think I'd be very good at it. <laughs> oh, Teresa. I enjoyed
1: the time that I had, but
0: yeah. Yeah. No, this is a whole new world, whole new you. And I'm, I'm really excited. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And um, definitely, please keep in touch.
1: So I don't yes. have them. Thank you for having me. Okay. And thank you, you for your, your help and your guidance. You are absolutely welcome.
0: And thanks for joining me today. You listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer, of course. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are having a hard time finding yourself after a breakup or marriage and don't know how to gain that sexy confidence and learn how to date, hop on a free coaching call like I just did with Teresa to map out a plan. Imagine getting some ideas of breaking that cycle that you've been dealing with for so long in just one call just to get you going. Click the link you see in the show notes and book it. Remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.